Hey, everybody. Welcome to What's It Like Podcast with Stacy and Emily. I'm Stacy, And I'm Emily. Welcome back. We're happy you guys are here. We are wrapping up season two with this podcast today. It's unreal, actually, to me that we have just done two seasons of podcasts. Two seasons. So we have 20 podcasts in the book, including this one, which just feels, when I say it, it doesn't sound like that much, but my gosh, has it been months and months of work Uh and fun. So much fun. It was less than a year ago, you texted me and said, how hard would it be to convince you to start a podcast with me? And here we are two seasons in. I know. I'm so excited about it. And made some really fun, faithful, awesome listeners. Like some of you reach out and say that you've listened to every single one of them. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't believe it because we're having a blast. It's been so fun. A couple special shout outs. Fallon Crow listens to every single one as she's working out on her lunch um, after she's done with work. And who else has been? Um, My cousin Mike. He's a uh, listens to every single one in Milwaukee. I have a friend named Maria who lives up in Anago. I told you about. I went to speak at her mops group. She always encourages me with listening to him. Yeah, that's awesome. There's been so many people who've been commenting on them and letting us know that there was one specifically that they loved or that they yes. really resonated with one of these things, and that's the whole reason we're doing this because we also love connection. Yep. And honestly, like I think we started this podcast with the intention of telling people's stories to create empathy. So that as we just interact with people in the world, we listen differently and we right. judge less. But don't you feel like you've changed a little bit? Oh my gosh, and- completely. I feel like my horizons have broadened. I feel like I'm more aware of our, specifically our community and kind of the beautiful mm-hmm. side of our community as well as things that our community struggles with. And it just gives me, um, it gets me fired up actually to see where we can continue to dig in. And I... From the beginning of this, I honestly have believed and felt like God's going to use this podcast in Mm -hmm. some way for his kingdom. So I'm still anxiously awaiting to see what that is. And I'm praying that it's something that you and I realize are awake to and and figure out as we go along. So totally. Me too. Awesome. And in the meantime, we're having so much fun. So much (laughs) fun. So this podcast is... What's it like with Rob? One more time, we ended season one with a podcast with Rob Ragoni, our friend, and we are ending season two with this as well. So Rob is a blast to have on. He always has interesting books to tell us about, things he's into, funny stories. We just love hanging out with him. Yep. And he, we partner with him and his family with our bakery for our yep. uh, What's It Like promo code to get 10% off of pasties and cookies at RigoniBakery.com. And the beginning of this podcast, he explains a little bit more about their family business and what pasties, where they came from. And actually, it was just a fun time to learn more about our partners. There. It was. And then Emily and I just got done sampling some of the uh, oh, Christmas my. and holiday cookies that the bakery makes. And they're amazing, you guys. So so amazing. I will be ordering them for my neighbors. Absolutely. And for some friends. They They're were great delicious. Christmas presents. Yes. Better so, than I could make at home. That's oh my for goodness. sure. For sure. <laughs> you guys, thanks for listening. We love you all. And we hope you enjoy this podcast with Rob. And um, stay tuned. There'll be a lot more podcasts to come. Yay. Hey, Rob. Welcome. Good to have you back again. Thank you. Thanks awesome. for joining us. We convinced you to come back. I know. I didn't realize I was going to be the center of tension today. So. Yeah, well, yeah. we're excited. <laughs> <laughs> We initially had talked to Rob about coming on today to talk specifically about what it's like to be a stay-at-home dad, um, because at different seasons in his life with um, his wife, Anita, he's had that job. Um, Yeah, and as we did the stay-at-home mom versus working mom conversation, we thought, there's got to be a dad perspective in this. But it was interesting, because you texted us, and you said you could relate to a bunch of stuff. Totally, yeah, absolutely. All the the comments made, the concerns, the worry, the anxiety, all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we were going to have Scott Peck, another friend of all of ours, um, on today too. But congratulations, Scotty. He's starting a new job today. Yes, so congratulations, he, Scott. And he ditched us. He ditched us, <laughs> understandably. Right. But so he, now the focus is all on me. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. He would have had some fun insight on that as well. But we'll get him on another time. Sure. Um, but as typical Rob conversations, we're anticipating that this conversation might go in several I'll try to keep it clean. And um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. You were our one explicit <laughs> podcast last week. <laughs> so I'll have to get a little cleaner this time. But if I throw a few out there, I apologize we'll ahead just of time. Yourself. Yeah. We're, we want you here because we had so much fun. Just that was fun. That was a lot of fun. It's a blast. Yes, yes, yes. And Emily and I are the lucky recipients of some cookie taste testing today. Ah, yes. So we're going to be talking some more about Rigoni Can't Bakery wait. and yes. what we get to offer our listeners as well. So. Yes. Um, I did have my friend Corey this morning give me a, a, a lecture, and I, ca- I can't call him pasties anymore. Because <laughs> oh, right. Not keep, pasties. So this is how she counseled me this morning. 
pasties. They're a hearty meal, just like you'd get on the farm where there's pastures. So she she was trying oh. to help me remember. So I on the way over here, I was like, pastures, hearty meal, pasties. Pasties. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to get it right yes. today. Uh-huh. Yes. So I'm the sorry. origin is yeah. if you Teach go to us. England, okay. Cornwall, England, you go there, there's pasty shops everywhere. Okay. Similar to like a McDonald's. They're mm-hmm. pasty shops. Everyone eats pasties in Cornwall, England. So okay. they come from Cornwall, England. So when they had all the mines that were running in northern Minnesota, northern Wisconsin, northern Michigan, even in Montana, huh. they hired a lot of Cornish immigrants because they could speak English, okay. right? And to work in the mines, and then a lot of the immigrants were like, you know, they didn't speak English, Italians and German and Polish people. Yeah. So they brought the Cornish people because they could speak English and they became yes. managers and they could give huh. directives and this kind of thing. So then they brought the, the Cornish pasties. pasty That's super to America. Cool. That's so, amazing. And yeah. so, and Stacy was saying last week, and it makes sense to me that it's, it was a good meal for the minds because it's like a meal in a package. Like yes, you don't. Finger food. So you hand. hold it with your hand. Yeah. And you put it, so the the wives would make the pasty and it's, it's about sustenance really. Yeah. Right. It's meat, potatoes, carrots, onions, rutabaga huh? wrapped in a pie crust. Yeah. And so it's almost hot pocket, really. But a thousand times better than a hot Much pocket. Much better than a hot pocket, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it doesn't come out like lava. Like, right. You know, like, but so then they would put it in their overalls mm-hmm. and then wrapped up in tinfoil in their overall. They go down in the ground and they would just eat with their hands yeah. the pasty mm-hmm. in the middle of the day while they're under under the ground. So. It's so interesting because you think about a different cultures, the burrito and the yeah. calzone and those kinds of, they're all the, a similar idea. Yeah. Probably came from convenience, right? Yep. For sure. Something yeah. that that's you could keep point. in one hand and eat. And yep, absolutely. Who yeah. would have known? Yeah, so that's the history of the pasty. Well, I can't wait to try some. My mom, well, actually, Stace gave me a breakfast one. Your family ate the breakfast ones this week, right? Yeah, we, we ordered a dozen of the oh, breakfast. That's right. They're delicious. And mm-hmm. I shared a couple with Emily. My dad has requested a couple. So I'm, oh, good. I'm being generous with them, although <laughs> they're, they are delicious. Yeah. So. I, so And my mom's like, we're ordering some for the Thanksgiving weekend. So that's perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I should get on because that's coming soon. Yeah. Well, and since good. we're talking about Rigoni Bakery, let's touch base on sure. the holiday yeah. cookies because they're yeah. beautiful. We have a platter here, listeners, of Gorgeous. an assortment of awesome holiday cookies. And Emily and I are sitting here thinking about all the different ways you could use this. Gifting it to employees, sharing it with in-laws, friends, bringing it to dinner parties around the holiday season. It's beautiful. Absolutely. My mom's been doing this for, I don't know, 30-some years. She used to put them in big glass jars. It's like as years go on, she's adding more cookies. And it's like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory going on up there. I come in and they've got trays and trays (laughs) of cookies coming out of the oven. And they're making them. And even my son was there. And he was helping make the cutouts. And oh, that's um, great. so my mom does this really nice job. She has these beautiful trays. She puts them on. She does like two and a half dozen assorted trays. She has a three dozen, a four dozen, a five dozen. Um, and there's just, I don't know, maybe there's 30 plus different varieties of cookies that they make, maybe that's more. Amazing. I can't keep up because they keep adding new cookies. <laughs> right. Uh, but we did put it on our website, and it just kind of gives you a description of what is all in there. And that is expanding, mm-hmm. um, and the person can really customize if they want just by putting a note in and saying, "Well, I want these. I don't want those, or okay. I just want these in my tray." And they'll customize them for oh, that's you. Awesome. So, do you have pictures yeah. of all the cookies yes. online? Or well, we have pictures of the assortments. Okay. So I'm hoping I'll be able to get <laughs> an individual picture of all the cookies in sure. like the gallery or something, so that people can actually see them and get a description yes. of them. So it's a work in progress. Hopefully, I'll get that done for them. Well, soon. I was thinking we couldn't customize it so that's cool that you can but yeah. i was thinking even if you couldn't it's just kind of fun it feels like one of those things you'd get and you'd get to try a bunch of little yeah, different trial yeah you could try yeah. Well, this is different you know and it's they're totally. all they're all fantastic i mean i i'm always trying and i'm like oh these are good oh, yeah, so they're, my gosh they're, they're this all is, really it's good it's perfect yeah. it's like if you're going to make cookies with friends this is what the end result would be because except for, everyone I mean, brings except for much prettier and nicer much looking. prettier <laughs> and when yes. we Stacy and I a couple times have made cookie Christmas <laughs> yes. cookies together and they they're awesome nice. but they did not quite look that nice well and I, they tasted delicious too I'm sure I can't wait to sample them and the Rigoni Bakery has been so awesome to partner with us because we get to offer all of our listeners 10% off yes with the code W-I-L for what's it like Yes. So, you guys, these are these cookies will be available through when, Rob? 
January. Till, yeah, we got it. I mean, even after the holidays, even after New Year's, if you still want some Christmas cookies, if you're late getting gifts out, they'll yeah. still they'll still have the cookies and awesome. still ship them out for you. So you just uh, go to the website rigonibakery.com. That's R I G O N I Bakery B A K E R Y dot com, and you'll see the pictures of the trays. You click on it, and when you go through the process of ordering, you'll see a little link for the coupon. Yep. And then that's where you put the W I L. You'll get ten percent discount. That's awesome. Which and they ship great. them. They ship them anywhere. They'll ship them and anywhere in the U.S. So. Somebody can write a little note on it. So if you're sending yeah. it to your aunt who lives in yeah. Maryland, you, you can, can say, "Hey, Merry Christmas from the Jacksons" yeah, or something like that. Cute. They'll put the note with it. Awesome. Uh, they make a nice little card. That's fantastic. Um, you can put notes in there like, "Oh, anything but the cutouts," or "We just want all the chocolate fudge ones," or "We just want the caramel fudge ones," or whatever. Cool. They'll custom make the tray for you. Um, and they, my mom bubble wraps them up real nice, puts them in a box and they ship them. You'll get a, you'll get a email and a text with the tracking number usually two to three days. Oh, that's and, awesome. You know, I love it. So. And I love supporting a family run uh-huh. store yes. like this. Yes. It has yes. generations of love and baking behind it. The tradition of that is awesome. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. And it, listeners got to know your family a tiny bit from the last, from podcast. the last podcast. So yeah, it's, it so. hasn't changed. I mean, it, 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 <laughs> so what's funny is that. I worked since I was probably 10 years old, started oh, yeah. washing dishes and uh, all these things. And so as w- my parents are not tech people okay. at <laughs> all. My dad doesn't even know what the internet yes. is. <laughs> he'll say, he'll go, I go, dad, so what happened, funny story, but what happened here with this whole situation is my dad, I call my dad, my dad's 74 years old. I call him. He's like, hey. He has this Uper <laughs> voice. He's been smoking cigarettes, so he's got this raspy voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, hey, there was a guy in here. I gave him $500 to build me a website. And I oh, said, no. oh. I said, well, <laughs> what is it? What do you mean it's on the Google? He goes, I don't know. You know, it's it's on the Google. You got to yeah. go to Google. And I'm like, well, what the heck is it? What's the yeah. URL? What is it? Uh-huh. URL? He don't even know what that is. No yeah. idea. So the guy built a website, but all it was was some pictures of him and his cookies and his donuts and his bakery and a phone number. Okay. Oh. That's it. You had to call. You couldn't order oh, online. Order. I said, well, how do people order? Well, they got to call. I'm like, well, that's not really that convenient. <laughs> yeah. I said, we have to figure out how. So I said, well, can you give me the guy's number? Maybe I can work with him. Maybe we can create yep. like an e-commerce site along with that so that people can order without having to call. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know where the guy is. I go, do you have his card? Yeah. No. Oh. I'm like, do you have his number? <laughs> no. He's supposed to come back. Well, the guy never came back. Oh, okay. shoot. Uh, so then I didn't know who owned it. So yeah. then um, it got it expired because he didn't pay the fees to oh, update dang. the uh, website. And then it appears that it's owned by a Chinese gambling company now or something. I don't know. So when you go to oh, when you go to that old website, the old URL, yeah, it's just this Chinese gambling thing. <laughs> I don't even know. So I'm like, okay, yeah, well, we're gonna have to do something. Start from scratch. Start from scratch. So we built. So I helped build. Well, do you know I how built. To do that stuff? I you? found out quick. You learned. And it was very. It was very oh, so difficult. So you did it yourself. You didn't hire anyone. Did it myself. So here's the amazing thing. Square, okay, yeah. they partner with a company called Weebly. Yes. Okay. So my parents use Square for okay. their credit card transactions. Okay. Yeah. And um, they partner with Weebly, and you have just basically a website. It's um, it's just a, um, like a template the, or something. Template. That's the word I'm looking uh-huh. for. It's a template. You build out on your template. Cool. Follow the process. Yeah. It took me, I don't know, a few days of yeah. monking around, yeah. and I'm still. You know, adding things Tweaking and taking it. things out. Sometimes right. I screw something up and I have to fix it or whatever. Um, but it's been going pretty well. And Square then links up with the website awesome. for the e-commerce That's side of things. Perfect. And then I put a brand new point of sale system in at the same time as we did the internet because my dad and my mom's like, we got to get a new cash register. So they had literally this cash register with like four keys on it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So we went and got the Square register, oh, awesome. and it takes Apple Pay. Google That's Pay, perfect. all your credit cards. So I paid for some pasties. I showed my dad. Mm-hmm. It was, talk about brain, my mind explode. Boom, yeah. you know. So I said, Dad, watch this. So I took my phone and I tapped on the kiosk <laughs> with my card for the Apple Pay. Uh-huh. Boom, went right through the register. Receipt came yeah. out. I just bought a dozen pasties. He uh-huh. turned around, walked in the back. He goes, I'll just go keep making stuff. He has no... <laughs> 
no idea what's going on with this technology. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm the great. IT guy now all of a sudden. That's yeah. awesome. So what's funny is, so then, so what's neat about this is my parents have been in this since 1972. Mm-hmm. The town is about a third of the size it was in 72 as the mine started closing down. The last mine closed down in the early 90s. Uh, but they have a lot of people who have been patrons for yeah. many, many years. They grew up with the bakery, but they moved away. Yeah. They're all over the country now. They moved away for work and jobs yeah. or whatever. And we've got friends, now that they have this website, uh, a friend uh, of ours that we've known, we haven't talked to him in years. Yeah. They said, hey, I can't believe we can get pasties. They're in like Colorado. Yeah, that's awesome. So they ordered like, uh, funny story, is he ordered like three dozen uh, Cornish pasties. Well, the Cornish needs rutabaga in it, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm like, mom, we got three dozen Cornish pasties. I gotta go to Colorado. My mom's like, they're having problems with the rutabaga. I'm like, what's the problem? They're like, <laughs> there's a shortage. So I'm like, well, I'll go online and see if I can find rutabaga. Sure enough, I went to Wal- I went to Walmart.com. Yeah. They had one can oh. of rutabaga left of the can of rutabaga. And I so I was like, I can't find this rutabaga. So my dad would get it. So you know, rutabagas are like a turnip. Okay, they're very I'm hard. Ask, yeah. They're very hard. Okay. Okay. So when you cook with them, uh-huh. they're the first vegetable to go into your stew. Yeah. Because they take so long to cook because they're really hard. They're like a turnip. Yeah. Okay. So my dad would buy them pre-cooked and cut and frozen and then put them in the pasty that way because they are such a hard vegetable. But he can't get them because there's a shortage. So I'm like, Dad, I can get these cans. I don't want the cans. They're too mushy. I'm like, okay, so we won't get the cans. But they only had one can. Yeah. So I'm like, what is going on? So I call my dad. He's like, well, they're going to just, I, can you, I don't know what to do. I can't get rutabaga. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's the problem? So I said, tell mom to go down to the store and just get the regular rutabagas. You have to pre-boil them or yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, I go, dad, I go, why not? If you know, he goes, this guy go through this every year. They can't get the rutabagas out of the fields. And I'm like, well, why don't you order more rutabaga? <laughs> <laughs> For next year, you've got a big freezer in the back. Just yeah. You know it's going to be a shortage every year. Order That's more rutabagas. So, so it's kind of funny. We were going back and forth, and he finally was like, oh, okay, yeah, you're probably right about that. <laughs> but it's been fun. Does yeah. rutabaga have a taste good? Does it taste it's, like a turnip? Uh, yeah, it's it's a strong taste. You yeah. can smell it. Hmm. Uh, it uh, but it gives that, I don't think it's more of a wholesome, hearty yeah. flavor, yeah. hearty smell, like old school, old world. like. If you had your grandma's or your great grandma would make a stew for you. Yeah. And it's yeah. got that rutabaga in there. Well, obviously, if that guy's ordering three dozen, they must be pretty awesome. They, right? Oh, they love the rutabaga. <laughs> yeah. So okay. that was a funny story about that. But yeah, it's been That's going cool. great. So got I'm it. the IT guy. Cool. So, well, yeah. I love it. And <laughs> I'm so excited to sample these cookies. And I hope our listeners take advantage of yeah. what we've got going on with yeah. we're going to bakery right now. Well, so. and I just love the idea of supporting a mom and pop business that's like helping yeah. a town even stay open. Yeah. What are your sure. parents' names? Uh, Bob and Paula. Bob and Paula. Bob and Paula. Bob and Paula. Yeah. And actually, cool. it was darling. I ordered the pasties, and along with it came a holiday greeting card. Oh, sweet! A couple, like a magnet for my fridge, <laughs> yeah. and a Bergoni bakery pen. Yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It's just personal touches yeah. like that that I are love that it. great. Yeah, so we're pumped to partner. Awesome. So anyway, let's talk about, you listened to the podcast that we did with my yes. sister and Jill, which was mm-hmm. about working mom versus stay-at-home moms, and you said you related with a lot of it. So oh, I want to talk about absolutely. what it looks like to be a stay-at-home dad, because that's been your job at different times of your life, right? Yeah, yeah. so funny thing is, I had, so an, my wife and I are late to the kid thing. Okay. I was 36 when my oldest was born, 39 when my youngest was born. Okay. Um, and my wife uh, was, she's a physician, so we went through the schooling, the residencies, the fellowships. Yes. Um, I had already, by the time I was, Leo was born, my youngest, I had already put in 15 years working. Yeah, yeah. As, as a pharmacist. As a pharmacist. Yeah. And at that time, I had was a pharmacy supervisor at about 30 pharmacies under my management, driving all over the place, a lot of windshield time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that kind of job, the work is never done. Mm -hmm. You can work literally every hour of the day. I mean, it's it's constant, right? Well, and I remember times, too, where it's like, oh, no, we can't hang out on Saturday because Rob's working. What a bummer. I know. Work on the (laughs) week. And you know what? A lot of people have to do that. But for Anita, who was working all week, she just wants to be able to hang out with her family on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, so what happened is I was doing that job. She had just finished her fellowship um, and took a job here in Oshkosh. And 
her practice was getting busier and busier and busier. Mm-hmm. We just had a baby. Right. Mm-hmm. Leo was a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was driving all over the state of Wisconsin, visiting my stores, putting out fires and everything that comes with the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but you come home and what do you got? You got like a hundred emails. So what happens if you don't keep up on the emails through the day because you're traveling, you're not going to be yeah. checking your emails while you're driving. Right. So you get home and you just, you want to be home. And then you go, do I dare open my laptop and yeah, look at no my emails? Don't. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, there's a hundred emails. So then it got to the point where we like, what, well, you know, oh, well, who, who's going to take care of the kids tonight? Who's going to put them to bed? Who's going to feed them? Who's going to change them? Yeah. You know, oh, well, I got a hundred emails I got to check. Oh, I got dictating to do, you know? Yeah. So yeah. we looked at each other and like, can we do this anymore without killing each other and going uh-huh. crazy? Yeah. So uh, I said, you know, maybe, maybe. I'm almost 40. Maybe uh, it's time to uh, step down a little bit and, you know, take care of the kids. And I was a little, at that point, I was starting to get a little tired of the driving and, and I was a little bit like, you know, I think I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to step back, be like a part-time casual pharmacist and, Mm -hmm. and really just spend more time with the kids and take care of the kids. And, um, but I don't, think i really knew what i was in for yeah I, 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 I was like oh yeah i'm gonna be yeah the best <laughs> stay home dad casual yeah. pharmacist <laughs> i'm gonna rock this right yeah, yeah. and uh well, i was like holy cow when you made that so let's see uh leo would have been like two okay, okay. and sophia would have been five like so okay. maybe she was in kindergarten kindergarten yep. yes okay and you've just been having yeah. five years of running crazy. So yeah. that makes sense why you'd come. Did you ever dream of being a stay-at-home dad before? No, no. I, you know, so it's funny because I, I had, so when I went, when I was in pharmacy school, I I had uh, had this idea and I graduated from pharmacy school, did really well, graduated honors and my whole thing was, I'm going to take the pharmacy world on by storm. I'm yeah, going right. to, you know, just be awesome totally. and just give it all I got, you know, mm-hmm. and uh so I worked my way up and, you know, uh, worked hard, worked in a lot of busy pharmacies, especially I went through the pharmacy shortage, the pharmacist shortage, so I was working a lot. Yes. My wife was in medical school at the time. I hardly seen her anyway, so yeah. I was like, well, I'm also working extra shift, you know, right. so I just kept working, uh, went to back to school, started working on my master's in business, taking classes here and there, so I worked real hard, mm-hmm. um, and it was like, oh, I was like, here I am, I got these two degrees, I worked up. I was pharmacy director at one time, yeah. pharmacy supervisor. I actually spent more time in administration and management than being a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. So then stepping back and having to go back to being a pharmacist again, yeah. like, oh, I got to relearn the whole system. Sure, get back, totally. You know, get a little rusty a little bit. So I got to get back my, you know, my knowledge mm-hmm. base. And, but then, you know, once we got into the mix of it, um, I have to be honest, I was like, is this what you do when you got, Two advanced degrees. I got. To, right. I, I my my intention was to you know take the pharmacy world by storm. That was you know you're right young, there. you're ambitious. You're I'm just gonna up. go out there and just kick some butt, right? Totally. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, now I'm wiping noses, I'm wiping butts, uh-huh. yeah. You know, and I'm like, very unglamorous. It's unglamorous, maybe thankless sometimes, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Uh, and and you're like, whoa. And then I, to be honest, I, I started to like, where I I was a void somewhere. Uh-huh. I didn't have that adult conversation, uh-huh. right? That intellectual stimulation that yeah. you had in your job. I wasn't talking with my colleagues. Yeah, I was at home watching Dora the Explorer. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and like throwing the laundry in, doing laundry, folding clothes. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and uh-huh. and so it was like, wow, I'm missing something. I remember so. that season and being like um, mad at Mark because. I was like, well, at least you're having adult conversation. Like, yeah. I know you're busy and I know it's hard to work and I get to stay home, but at least you're having freaking adult conversation. Right. Yes. Exactly. So, and totally. you have something to show for your work. Right. Yeah. Other than yeah. just maybe you have some loads of laundry done and maybe the house is picked up. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I remember Anita during that time. I think she, I correct me if I'm wrong, but she, I think she, no, she noticed almost immediately the space it gave your family like i'm yeah. pretty mm. sure she was like this is awesome yeah. i'm able to yeah. go to work and i don't have to think to myself i better rush home because she's like i know rob's there he can get sophia to this class yep. he's got yep. dinner going like i think it was really it it provided her a chance to breathe in her job yes oh yeah i mean it got a lot easier yeah for all of us but i struggled with it i'll for be honest sure. with you i struggled because i was you know i'm like a very um a, 
I like to talk to people. I like yes. to interact. I like to have intellectual conversations. Right. I like to challenge right. myself. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, uh-huh. you know, here, and you know, yeah. and then you're thinking. So then, when I made that decision, I guess the scary part for me was when I made that decision. I made it just when all these new pharmacy grads were coming online, okay. and there was oh. no longer a shortage. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. There's no longer a shortage. So I'm thinking, well, what if I have to go back? Yeah. Full time. I've just lost my spot. Or right. Can I compete through? with a 24, 25 year old? Right. Because you also now have two degrees. So your right. pay that you're going to ask for is going to be more than those right. new grads. And, and so it's like, mm-hmm. and what if something happens to Anita or God forbid something happens to our relationship? Right. Yeah. Whoa. Right. I've been out of work. I haven't been doing this. I'm out of this for, maybe I'm out of the market for five to 10 years. Yep. Am I still marketable? Totally. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. That's I scary. I understand That's that scary. for sure. Of course. And yeah. I think any any mom can relate who's maybe had a job prior to kids and then they've chosen to stay home. There's that sense of what would I do if I had to go back? Yeah. yeah. And what would I have to offer? And could I even could I even get in the door? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, but it, yeah. I imagine as a man, there's even a different. Did, did you struggle thinking like? Did you compare yourself to your friends? What <laughs> well, kind of yeah. Struggles? I mean, you, you you look at your friends and they mm-hmm. say how far they'd advanced in their careers mm-hmm. and they put their time in and they worked hard. And I put my time in, I worked hard, and I just said, bye. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I'm like, I'm stepping down. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Right. Right. right? That's a crazy so, move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, oh, here I am. And so, yeah, it was, uh, and then you, you kick, you beat yourself up sometimes. Sure. You're thinking, oh, here I am. Got two advanced degrees. Mm-hmm. I've always found success in everything that I've done. Mm-hmm. And now I'm walking away. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And when I come back out and say, here I am, do they going to want me? Yeah, totally. Am I, am I, and so, and problem with like pharmacy is a very specialized degree. It's yeah. like, what else could you do? Right. Yeah, right, right. You know, I could maybe stand on a street corner and, <laughs> and talk about a tenolol and metformin, but I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do? I got to be a pharmacist. That's right. what I do. Yes. So it was, it was, I, I struggled with it and I've always been a, a reader, big reader. Mm-hmm. So I found myself trying to hide away like if i get the i would be so excited get these kids to bed go to bed yeah. go to sleep yes and i would go hide somewhere grab yeah. a book uh-huh. and read that was my intellectual stimulation right. or, or i'd yeah. listen to a podcast or or something mm-hmm. to keep my skills up i yeah. went through a midlife crisis at the same time most For people sure. buy a car or sports car or something yeah uh-huh. what that i went and took an actual math class because i was starting to question whether or not i had the mental fortitude mm-hmm. yeah. right so i'm like you know what? Because I, when I was working on my master's in business, there was an actual math class that I could have taken at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not taking that because that just mm-hmm. seems like a lot of work. So then when I was doing this part-time thing, I uh-huh. said, I'm going to go take a class. I was 45, 46. Okay. I'm going to go take a class at UWO, <laughs> take an actual math class. Yeah. Just, okay. Were you just trying to see if you could do it? I wanted to see if I could huh. do it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to challenge myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it was very intimidating. I get in the class yeah. and I'm in there. With like seven other kids. Youngins. Uh-huh. Oh, young. The, like I was literally, I think the next oldest was like 30. And he already had a degree in economics. Yeah. And, yeah. and he was going back. And a computer science. He had a degree in economics Jeez. and computer science. He was going back to get his actuarial degree. Okay. He was like 30. Uh-huh. The rest of them were all math majors. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were, I was sitting there. 20-year-old. Oh, 20-some-year-old. And, <laughs> and the professor and I were the same age. Okay? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, of course, I'm going to sit in the front. Right. My vision ain't very good anymore, so I'm like, I gotta sit in the front. <laughs> so I was sitting in the front, and uh, I remember sitting there, and they were talking their math stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I heard him one tell a joke. I caught the end of the joke, and it went something like this. And I said, I'm a denominator, and I'll be back. And I'm like, oh, no. I said, like, math jokes. Yes. I'm in trouble. Yes. I'm in trouble. So the first couple of days, That's so great. I was like, oh, we got to do it. Well, you just got to do a deli- derivative. I'm like, yeah. I haven't done a derivative yeah, right. in like 25 years. I, I know what that word know means, what that but yeah, so I, it's in I calculus, right? So I had, okay. so I had to go back to the Khan Academy on YouTube to reteach. I went and bought a calculus book to oh reteach my myself calculus, and I went to the Khan Academy online, the YouTube channel, <laughs> to teach myself calculus so I could do this math. I'm literally after the first week, I said, I'm gonna quit. Yeah, yeah. there's no way I'm doing this. Totally. I'm gonna get crushed. Uh huh. But I stuck it out. Good. I stuck it out. I studied. I would sit home. And it's one of these math classes. The you get like three questions, and it takes you like two hours. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh! No. It's like I multiple, yeah. multiple <laughs> problems. Like yeah. it's like three problems in one problem. Yep. You no, know, no, and no. it's just scratching all this out. And I was sitting in my little office, and I would scratch all these 
these equations out. Yeah. And I was like, you know, what? I'm starting to get it. And then I would like ask Anita, I'm like, hey, do you remember this from? She'd be like, get away from me from that. Right. You get away from me with that stuff, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, don't you remember this? It was <laughs> like, you know. So I, I made it through. I ended up getting a B plus. Hey, That's not awesome. bad for 45, 46. Awesome. I hadn't taken calculus since I was 19. <laughs> and you here's know? what I love about that. And I think any, I know Emily can relate, and as can I. There's been different times when I've been a stay at home mom where I like I taught cycling for a while. Mm-hmm. Then I worked very part-time at a travel agency. It just was something that was interesting to me at the time that I wanted to pursue. You just needed something. You needed something to say, this is me aside from the kids. Yeah. This is yeah. me proving that I still can hang. Yeah. And you did it. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And I, I mean, are you going to use that for anything in your whole life? Probably not. No. But I no. love, I, no. I mean, I just think that's cool. And I think we probably should give ourselves more permission in life to do that kind of stuff. Right? Yes, because absolutely. I think sometimes we ha- we feel like it has to be serving a purpose. Right. Or a, and it, it did serve a, a purpose. It stimulated your mind and showed you sure. that you could do it. But like it, it didn't, I don't know. I like, I love that. I've considered taking classes a couple times, but I'd like to do it without having to get a grade in it. Just say, like, can learn. I get a pass or fail? <laughs> yes. Well, I think you have to. And I, I try to tell my kids this and I, you know, working with my parents who just kind of, they never really caught on to the whole internet thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think we always have to continue to learn. Yeah, I think right. you have to continue to challenge and the world is changing so fast, so yeah. quickly. Mm-hmm. Technology is mind blowing. And it's like, you got to keep up. You yeah. got to try to keep up. And so, you know, as I went through this process, I, like I said, I was like, oh my God, what, you know, what am I doing? You know, I'm like, okay. And I, I and I wasn't the best at it when sure. I started. I struggled. Mm-hmm. Right now we're in, I, I think I, I got my groove up or grooving. Because mm-hmm. you're still back working, working part-time. We're still working part-time, getting that intellectual stimulation, staying up on what's happening in the world of pharmacy. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm still able to get the kids to their wrestling practice and basketball practice their concerts this and that yep, you know yep. make them breakfast in the morning get them off to school That's awesome. and help them with their homework even though what the new math is oh, a struggle right. it, it is a struggle oh my <laughs> god the standard is algorithm oh. is coming back into play i've heard yes so we can oh, now good. again teach our children how to add yes and that is a frustration great yes. right. long division <laughs> <laughs> i've had to youtube some stuff yes oh yeah that my kids do multiplication and division i've had and yes. i actually have a degree in education i taught <laughs> math and i was like i don't have any idea what you're doing i know yeah the I know. lattice yeah. method or oh, whatever oh it's bad yeah the yes. bridges you know so <laughs> we're always like you know like leo get mad or sophia get mad dad that is not how we do it and i'm like listen i've taken three semesters of calculus <laughs> i just got done doing an actual math class yeah. don't tell me i don't know how to do math right. and then it ends up in this frustration you know and I it's know. like oh, okay and but we're used to trying more complicated to me sometimes but <laughs> so yeah, i have a couple great. questions for you, from your perspective as a stay-at-home dad, when you were, especially when you were full-time stay-at-home yeah, dad, yeah, which was for how long? A couple of years? Uh, I did that even? for a couple of years okay. where I was I was uh, pretty much full-time. I still do my casual. Like I, They'd call me and say, hey, can you pick up a shift okay. here, a okay. shift there? So I was like a casual, on-call kind of pharmacist. Yeah. yeah. So was there ever a point when you, like the role reversal, right? Where yeah. Anita was bringing in yeah. the dough yeah. and you were the caretaker of the yeah. house. Was yeah. that ever... Did that, was there a rub there ever between you and Anita for that? No, I don't. I, I didn't have a rub, but sometimes I would feel like I wasn't contributing. Enough. I wasn't. Was I contributing? Was oh. I? You know what I mean? Yes. It was like I. I, mm-hmm. I grew up. See, I was fortunate. I grew up with a very strong-willed mother mm-hmm. who always was independent. Yep. yep. My father had the bakery and the business, and she decided, you know what? I'm going to be a caterer. And I'm going to add catering on to the business, and that's going to be my thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she decided he's going to have his thing. Yeah. I'm going to have my thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I never. So my and and I grew up fortunate enough that my dad was very supportive. He could handle it. And my mom, if he was acting like a chauvinist or something, she'd let him have it. Yeah. Right. You know? so, right. <laughs> so I grew up with a very empowered mother. Yes. So to me. You know, having my wife out there working, I wasn't intimidated by yeah. it at all. I just felt like, hey, I've got two advanced degrees. Should I be doing more? Can I do more? What can I do? Right. And still manage the household, still manage the kids. Can I find something for yep. me to do? And like I said, that fear of falling behind. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Being so Falling behind my colleagues is mm-hmm. the fear of falling behind, the fear of not knowing, the fear of losing your touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and as now as I turn 50... Um, which is coming up this year yeah it's yeah. coming up mm-hmm. this year that's kind of a scary we'll touch, thing we'll touch base on that yeah. too <laughs> yeah so you know I, I think I think the biggest hang up I had was with me 
Mm-hmm. I had to hang up because yeah. I, I was like, sense. how do people see me? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I get these little questions from the kids, you know, like, oh, dad, um, so pharmacist, is that a good job? Yeah. Or a part-time pharmacist, is that a good job? And, you know, yeah. and the kids are probably talking, you yeah. know, and I'm thinking, well, you tell them kids <laughs> that your dad, because my, par- my kids don't know me. Yeah. They don't know me prior to yes. me going part-time, right? right? They don't Good remember point. or they weren't there uh-huh. when I was working 55, 60 hours a week. Right. I gave up an entire summer one time when Anita was in medical school because there was such a shortage of pharmacists. I literally was working six days a week. Wow. Uh-huh. And so, you know, they don't, they didn't see that. They don't right. know that. They know me as the guy picking them up from school and yes. taking them to practice and yep. cooking the meals at home and folding up their laundry. Right. So they're just like, what? Is Which is that interesting yeah. because so much of your identity in that season of life was that you were this. Yes. That was who yes. you were, right? Yes. That defined you. And now yes. you're like, look at your kids and they don't even know you as that. They don't know you as it that. It kind of messes with your mind, right? It does. Because it if does. we put. Yeah. I can yeah. relate to that yeah. completely. Yeah. And I can relate to too. I worked full time when Lauren was in residency. Hmm. And there's no. And so I, I go back to that when I need that little like, oh no, there's a. Mm. There, <laughs> one real reason why our family is successful is because I put him through residency, uh, right? He yeah. made a very small amount yep. of money. I made a lot of money right. at the time. And right. because of that, yeah. it set the stage, right? right? It set it, their steps there. And you working, pharmacists make good money. I'm yeah. sure you yeah. were working so much that, yeah. I mean, you yeah. may have even contributed to her not having to take out as many school loans. Well, right, or absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Whatever, I, so I there's, that, there's that piece where we have a desire to, to, for it to be known huh. that we yeah. contributed yeah. or continue to contribute. Right. I think that's just a real human piece. Of it's things. a human piece, and that's you know. And I, I always worry to my kids. You know, they, what do they think their dad is? Like uh, some kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What I, am I a schmuck to you or what? I, I used to work all the time. <laughs> right. You know now you know it's like what but, you know. Okay, so then here's the funny part because I guarantee you guys look at your kids and their identity and their worth to you is not based on how they perform. Right. You love mm-hmm. them just because they're your kid. Right. Yeah. Right? right? So right. why do we do that? Why then do we all of a sudden become adults and think we have to prove ourselves by what right. we do? Very like, true. Right. I think, I mean, it's That's a big... A cultural thing, I think. It's a hyper-competitive world. It for yeah. sure is. Yep. And I think we're all made differently. Like yep. there's, de- depending on your personality, you'll f- want to try to find your worth in different things. Right. But we had this conversation. I had this conversation on the side with your sister, Stace. And um, it was... It was that of like, what if I, if I stop working these jobs, who am I? And having to wrestle through. Right. And, and then on the flip side, if you're the stay at home parent, what if I, like, how do I find my identity in this? Is this enough to give me purpose? Right. Mm. Right. Ultimately we, we have purpose outside of all the stuff we do. Right. Just as who we are, but it's a wrestle, a constant wrestle to try to figure out is, is that enough? Am I enough outside of performing yeah i remember a conversation with anita i think she and i were on a run and this was you know a year into maybe you staying home and we were talking about that and i remember her saying and and i i remember this because lauren has also said this to me at different times she said i love she's like this is working out great she's like it's provided me the freedom to work hard because she is a she loves her job she's super driven and she wants to be the best doctor she can be which is one of the qualities i love about your wife but um it, so it's given her that opportunity, and I think she completely acknowledges that. But she said, I just want Rob. Maybe this was at that time, yeah. right before you went back part-time, before you did the mm-hmm. math thing. Maybe that was right at that crux when yep. you were like fl- just floundering well, in it a little floundering, bit, right? struggling. Feeling unmotivated yeah, or feeling yeah. un. Fulfilled, fulfilled perhaps a void, way. trying to fill a void yeah. that I thought that was there, you know, that kind and of I thing. And I remember yeah. her saying... I just want him to have something he's excited about doing, Yeah, whatever that is. And then mm. I'm thinking that's probably right around when you started you're like I'm gonna take this math class because I just want to <laughs> see if I can do it and yeah. Lauren has said that to me before yeah. like just have something that you care about doing whether it's philanthropic or whether it's training for a marathon whatever the case is that's something for you that gets you excited outside of just taking care of the family because yes. they acknowledge that that's not fun in and of itself like doing the laundry cleaning oh, the house gosh. I don't I don't personally find that super rewarding <laughs> no and it, like I said it's thankless a lot of times right. you're like oh, absolutely. you realize I just did six loads of laundry and your kids are acting like jerks and it's like <laughs> and you're exactly. I'm going that. back to work full time yes. I'm done with you kids <laughs> <laughs> do your own laundry right totally. yeah it is tricky so yeah I mean and and I think you know Anita would like sometimes she'd say are you all in on this thing yeah. And I'd be like, you know, I'm trying to be uh-huh. all in. But sometimes yeah. it was really hard. And, and, you know, you judge yourself. 
you know, and and then you get that. I remember when you get these conversations and they're like, so what do you do? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since you asked, I am a part-time pharmacist Mm -hmm. and uh, I stay home with the kids the rest of the time and help the kids out. And they're like, sometimes they'll say something like, Oh, don't worry. I'm sure you'll find full time sometime. I'm like, no, no, oh. no. I actually chose, like I chose to be part time. <laughs> right, right. I know you're being nice, but I actually chose to be yeah, part time. But you know, you that know. absolutely mirrors the exact same. One of the conversations we had, yeah, with the moms about that. Yeah, interesting. So, did you have any buddies with you doing it at the same time? No, all all my friends were just all you working. know grinding, working. Did you and Scott doing ever overlap? Oh, you know, yeah, we talked. Well, we did. Yeah, you're right. So me and Scott, you know, we'd get together and chit chat about it a little bit and yep. complain about the kids, and that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wondered because I think that in different seasons of my life, when the yep. kids, especially, were younger, it was really helpful for me to have a couple friends that I could at least yes. we get together and be like, "Oh my god, oh, yeah. just a little orc." I mean, the same right. place, and I right. imagine the the yeah. pool feels small when you're a woman. I bet yeah. it feels even smaller when you're a man. Yeah, so, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. So I think you know. Excuse me. I'm sorry. So. I, so going through this whole process, the hyper-competitive world, our world is so much different. Yeah. I mean, you look at the 50s, 60s, 70s, there was always mm-hmm. a stay-home parent. Yeah. A lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, a lot of times it was the it was mom. Always the mom. Yeah. And I grew up that way. I, I hardly knew any kids whose mom worked. Yeah. My mom just said, I'm working. Right. You know, yeah. She just was like, I'm up. You know, so, so as soon as we got a little older, she was like, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. And so... I had a mom that worked. I mean, luckily, she had a lot of flexibility, had her own business. So when my sister and I were fighting, she'd just come home and yell at us or yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, but I, you know, so I'm in this hyper-competitive world, you know, and I think we yeah. sometimes you wonder if people are judging you or you know, are know. we judging people. And, um, you know, and I, I think now that I'm almost 50 and I've done this now for, I think, eight years, eight yeah. or nine years or however I've done this, I think, you know, I think about this, I say, you know, However, it works out and everybody's dynamic and their families or whatever. And I think we as a society tend to always judge. Yeah. We always want to know why or right. what's going on. And it's like, and I was, you know, it's, it's not like I think someone mentioned it at the previous podcast. I, do people really think I'm laying around watching soap operas right. and eating bonbons on the right. couch? I mean, I'm doing, so, I'm like moving around. I got this going uh-huh. on. I got this right. going Absolutely. on. I'm like, man, I'm exhausted. You know, I'm running all over the place. And I think as a society, I think. We're starting to embrace the importance of that. If a person decides to stay home, mm-hmm. yeah. there's some value there. Um, and on to me, it's like in this hyper-competitive world, the stay-home mom, it's like getting two PhDs. I yeah. mean, it, that's the value of it. I right. mean, because you're there, and if you're fortunate enough that you can be there and be with your kids, and, and uh, I yeah. mean, I think that mm-hmm. that's great. Well, and I just think that the the empathy piece comes in when we stop trying to judge people through our own lens, right? right? Like, so I put my perspective in my family into your shoes and I think oh I would never do that or right. oh I could never blah 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 but you're like you don't know somebody else's story you don't know what right works what, best for their family right yeah and how yeah. it all shook down and so asking questions and I think I disagree with you a little you said we want to know we want to judge people and then we want to know why I don't think people want to know the why's I think they just want to judge to make themselves <laughs> feel better yeah because when you find so out the why yeah you can't judge as much because usually yeah. there's really good reasons why people do stuff right. and sure so right I hope that's changing. I hope people are asking more of the whys. And, Me too. But that's that's why we like this podcast, right? Because yeah, that's right awesome. Because the whys behind people's lives. For sure. Yep. So you keep mentioning that 50 is yep. looming, coming yeah. up in March. What yeah. does that feel like? You... Um, that's a big nervous one. about it because I gotta get a colonoscopy. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> and also a DRE and a PSA, the oh the prostate exam. Oh, oh. and is the that colonoscopy. Or is that it, the- no? That's the you know digital rectal exam. Oh, that men get when they're fifty, and the colonoscopy. Oh, DRE oh. digital yeah. rectal exam. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. Oh yeah, that's what you that's uh-huh. what you get when you're fifty. And so- check for prostate cancer. I think a lot of times now it's changed to just doing your PSA levels. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Oh, colonoscopy, so you're going to be drinking like the orange Yes, and being on the toilet for yeah. the whole day. I, I took my mom to hers last year, and I, so I slept over the night before, and I was like, I really pray by the time I have to do that that there's a different method, because that was rough. They have a pill with a camera in it. Oh. Yeah, I don't oh. know. That doesn't get used much, and I don't know how effective it is at detecting everything. But I'm doing that one. Um, and then they also have the colo guard, which you just throw this little disc in the toilet, and then you go to the bathroom, and it detects if there's blood in there, and then they can go further from there. Hmm. But I don't know how 
accurate okay. that right. is, but it's, it's, it's part of the thing. But yeah. ultimately, you're going to get a colonoscopy. You're, yeah. And is that yeah. a yearly Dang. thing after you do No, I think if, it, if, we, if, if it's all good and go, I think it's like five years. Oh, yeah. But if okay, they find so polyps or whatever, then I think it's More yearly often. or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So you've yeah. got a DRE, <laughs> a colonoscopy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, so it's the awesome. The medical side is not fun. And I mean, yeah. I can relate as we all, I'm 42, about to be 43. Emily's almost 43. A little and bit sooner than you. We, um, like there's aches and pains that just oh. did not used to be there. Oh, and there's more gray hairs. And there's yeah. there's weird hairs in weird places. There is. My eyebrows are out of control. My <laughs> eyebrows. I said, what is with the eyebrow? I got a hair coming straight out of my head. I'm like, can I take that hair and put it on top? Like, yeah, what's right. going on? Here? I know. It's all messed up. All The hair situation is just messed it's up. It's terrible. Right. The eyesight going, I don't know if I've mentioned on here before, but right when I turned 40, I tore my meniscus just jumping on the trampoline at the oh, trampoline bar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's not even a real thing, but yeah. it's just getting old sucks. I know. It is. I, I have readers for reading as well. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I haven't so, seen those yet. What does 50 bring out in you from a, is there a sense of urgency of like, oh, I still have a lot to accomplish? Does it feel like just another number? I mean... Well, you know, it's funny because I'm reading this book and you guys, I highly recommend it. It is fascinating. I think it is the book of the year of 2019. I do love Non-fiction. your book recommendations. It's yeah. called Lifespan. Okay. It's written by a guy. Lifespan. Yep. It's by David Sinclair. Okay. He is the leading researcher on aging. He's a leading researcher on yeah. aging okay. at Harvard uh, Medical School. Okay. And they're studying aging. Why do we age? Yeah. And it turns out hmm. it's not inevitable. Right? So they're going to treat aging as a disease and not just the normal course of life so they're studying and it's about these sirtuins or these little enzymes okay you that's why our bodies need to be challenged and stressed we live too comfortably so Mm. the theory is the intermittent fasting thing put your body through this fasting phase and you're stressing your body Mm -hmm. extreme cold expose yourself to some cold make yourself chill yeah, that's Take a walk around like, the block with no shirt on or yeah, with a t-shirt on or something. Yeah, but yeah. Aren't, there's actually cryotherapy places yes. up, right, where you go freeze yourself for a minute yes. or something. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's in the book. Okay. Uh, saunas. They studied the Finnish people. Oh we have saunas God. up north. Saunas. Yes. See, it's just like my husband and I. That's the proper of pronunciation, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I don't breathe saunas. Sauna. Yes. I yes. have so to happy. make a side note here. My friend Sean Russell and her husband Jason, they live in Des Moines. They just called me. To make, they mocked me because they said I sound so Wisconsin now on the podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So I feel like sauna. <laughs> That's even worse. Uh, my husband's from northern Minnesota. You're from northern Michigan. And he says the same thing. Sauna. Yep, that and is the proper pronunci- die laughing. Yep. It's a no. sauna. It's sauna. Sauna. <laughs> it's the Finnish prop. So they've done these studies. The Finnish, they have these large numbers. And they yep. found out that the Finnish people are taking five to seven saunas a week. Okay. Really hot. They're much hot. yes, and much lower risk of heart Wait, disease. Do you still have a sauna I do still house? have a sauna. Yes, you a should be sauna. using it. We should you be should be sitting in there. Down there. Yes, yeah, we should. Yeah. Hmm. So Did this you ever use it? No, and but now start, I'm excited start using about it. it. Yep, expose well, yourself. Then you can get the cold. You get the Is cold. That, get the heat. So when at Mark's the, family reunions, they do a sauna. Sauna. Yes, and, and then, then they, they go jump in the cold. Water. Yes, no, yes, the yeah. yes. So you're shocking your system. Yeah. So the theory is. Huh. So the theory is that they study these enzymes called okay. sirtuins in our cellular in our cells. Okay. They have a job. Their job is when the body's under stress to keep busy protecting the body okay when the body's not under stress they're working with the dna and causing reproduction and replication okay okay so if i understand the science it's a bit esoteric some of the stuff in the mm-hmm. book and it's been a while since i've had biochem and biology so i'm like oh let me think maybe about that's this. right you're 50 year old yeah yeah exactly i'm like oh, let me think about this but so to make it as simple as possible the sirtuins you have to keep them busy okay protecting the cell okay okay if they're not kept busy, yeah. they're over there multiplying. And as our cells turn over and reproduce, increases the risk for an error. Huh. And that oh. error would be cancer. Oh, So if they're not kept or, busy protecting, they're going to multiply. Right. So when your body's under stress, whether okay. it's fasting, mm-hmm. cold, mm-hmm. heat, exercise, yep. those sirtuins are busy keeping you alive. I don't like any of those things. I know, but those are the things that keep us living longer. <laughs> Well, so that's, that's what's interesting. Inter- yes, yeah, yes. So they there's some other 
pathways and um, there's some uh, there's these cells called senescence cells. They're like zombie cells in our bodies. And as we get older, our bodies fill more with these senescence cells. They're like zombies. They should have died off, but they're just hanging around, not doing anything. Oh. But they can become cancerous hmm. over time. Okay. So now they have new drugs called senulytics, which they are experimenting um, in clinical trials to kill those cells to lower the risk to develop cancer. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, so this book is just fascinating. What's it yeah. called? It's called Lifespan. Lifespan. Why we age and why we don't have to. It's by David Sinclair. Huh. It's unbelievable. So hmm. the um, interesting component of the whole thing is being almost 50, right? There's yeah. a section in the book, and I, I sent it to Lauren because I said, Lauren, look at this. <laughs> it said, if, you, if you're over 45 and you can do more than 20 push-ups, yeah. you are biologically younger than your age. If you're over 45? If you're over 45 and you can do at least 20 push-ups. And we're talking real push-ups, real push-ups. not on your knees. Real oh. push-ups. You are biologically younger than your age. And the hmm. challenge is try to get yourself to be able to do that. Huh. When you're, yeah, and there's another trick like kids can do this like nothing. Right. You sit on the floor with your feet crossed with no socks on, mm-hmm. right? And see if you can get up in one quick motion without using your hands. Oh. Just go straight up. I've I, tried that. I saw that on Good Morning America a little while ago. Something about how that's really good to be able to do that with your the balance and your alignment yep. and things. Yep. So I've been trying to get there. Yeah. I, if you can do that yeah. at o- age over 45, you're biologically younger than your age. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to master I, both of those. I'm yes. going to take a video of you trying to do it later. <laughs> and put I would like to. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. So my thing is, okay, what can I do? I'm going to be 50. Yeah. I'm going to try to, I'm going to have to keep stimulating. Yeah. I think you got to keep fighting you got to keep exercising you got to keep eating right it turns out you got to eat stressed plants too you have to what stressed plants plants that are under stress that's why organic foods if you Uh if it's real organic yes is better so like when you see like blueberries in the wild or raspberries in the wild yeah versus you ever okay for example they're smaller right Mm -hmm. but have you ever like eating raspberries from the grocery store you buy in a tin and eat the raspberries yes not a lot of flavor right Correct. you get the wild raspberry you're like ooh, a lot of flavor yeah because the the ones we get in the store are like tamed huh they're like they're like a dog versus a pup the wolf that's a very good point right the the wild raspberry is like the wolf yes the regular ones you buy in the grocery store like a puppy there's been they got it made they could, well, they're they, protected. We give them all the water they want. Yeah. They always get the water. They get the sunshine. They get the fertilizer. Mm-hmm. They get, but when they're in the wild, they're under stress. Uh-huh. They get moments of drought. Yeah. Right. They got birds eating on them and insects eating yeah, on them. Hot blazing. It's sun. hot blazing sun. Competing. So they're under duress. So they produce these phyton these phenol. Not is it the phytonutrients, the phytonols, yeah. or whatever the group it is. Huh. So they're under stress. Interesting. So they're better for you. That's so that's why you want to eat things that are blue. Purple, the dark reds, like the pomegranates. We've been yep. eating pomegranates. Leo loves pomegranates. I love okay. I had one yesterday. It's a lot of work. It's, so it's a lot of work it getting those seeds work. out I of there. I just buy them right from, I buy them already plucked from the <laughs> <laughs> Those probably are the least stressed pomegranate seeds of all. But that, see, so, so the idea is that it's best to get wild blueberries. If you mm. get wild blueberries, wild raspberries, organic, if they're truly organic, they're stressed. Yeah. The yeah. eggplants. That eggplant, that purple eggplant, the yeah. purple lettuce, you know, the darker the lettuce, the better, obviously. So, right. uh, because they have all those stressed hormones and stressed uh, and chemicals in them, which our body responds to. Interesting. That yeah. is really interesting. Yeah. Um, That's fascinating, actually. It is fascinating. And there's something to be said, you know, you hear this term age gracefully, or the the opposite would be like fight it every step, right? Yeah. And I, I think there's got to be a balance in there because there's so much now that we can do, particularly women, mm-hmm. to mask the signs of aging, whether it's yeah. dyeing your hair, cosmetic surgery. Correct. Little Botox. Botox, <laughs> whatever. Actually, yeah. I know men who do Botox. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I appreciate having a way to go about feeling stronger, healthier for longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yet I also want to be that woman who's like, I'm not, I don't want to ever be afraid of saying what my age is. Right. Yeah. Right. I have PS. I'm always going to dye my hair though. Just because. <laughs> yeah. Because I, it's more well, fun. You're <laughs> rocking the blonde. Actually. Well, for now. Um, mm-hmm. I think, so it's interesting too, because I hated 30. 30 really bothered me because it was like, oh, this feels old. Yeah. So when 40 was coming, I was really nervous. Yeah. I thought it's going to be horrible. I turned 40 on my 40th birthday. I was like, 
wait, I actually like myself so much better than I ever have. Yes. Yeah. I'm so yeah. much more comfortable in my skin. And so there's a piece of me, and now I don't want to rush there too fast, but there's a piece of me that's looking forward to 50 because I feel like, well, I only f- feel that more. Do you feel that way about yourself? Do you feel like more settled in who you are? Well, and- uh, absolutely. I'm more, you know, I'm more calm, more yeah. relaxed. I'm more like accepting who I am. And I'm like, eh, I'm in yeah. a happy spot. You know, I've mm-hmm. got to doing my thing with the kids. I'm working. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to go into work after this for a couple hours to help out. You know, so I'm, I'm trying to, I'm following fo- my groove. I yes. follow my thing. And now it's like, I'm 50. I don't care anymore. Really? Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm like, hey, I've got opinions. my friends. I got my relationships. We have a good time. I'm not mm-hmm. going to judge them. And hopefully they're not judging me. Yeah, and we're done totally. with all that judgy stuff. And, yeah. you know, it's just like, hey, let's have fun. Let's learn from each other. Yes. You know, um, and I keep challenging myself, continue to read. I don't even watch TV. Maybe a little ESPN. Maybe I watch a little Packer game here and mm-hmm. there. Really? But I've, I'm, I find so much joy in reading books and I'm also on, I go on Twitter a lot and I follow these authors uh-huh. and um, now that I think about it he had tweeted Sinclair the author tweeted mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. with friends are important family mm-hmm. important for your longevity mm-hmm. pets pets are important for your longevity huh. hmm. uh, low fat low sugar stressed plant eating yeah is good I mean you can have meat but it's got a moderation yeah. you know nice lean meats but you know, it turns out that these stress plants, the the greens and the the fruits and all that, the dark red fruits and all that, they're yeah. finding out these things are helping us live longer. I mean, yeah. if you look at, you ever watch old movies and you see somebody? Oh, that's Cary Grant. He was uh, thirty six years old. He looked like he was like sixty at thirty six, right? Yeah. I mean, they look a lot older because yeah. they aged faster back then. Yeah. Because life mm-hmm. was harder. They didn't have the nutrition. They worked harder. They smoked cigarettes. Smoking cigarettes. Ages you. Yeah. Totally. You really Lauren age quick. Lauren smoking. says people he does surgery on, if they smoke, they heal so much they slower. They heal slower. Right? Yeah. And they age faster. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I is, think. Is vaping doing the same thing? I don't know. We just, we've had, a, know. we know some kids, and there's just been an epidemic of kids getting the sick vaping. from vaping. And mm-hmm. They get the popcorn lung. Trying to figure out what it is. I understand. Popcorn lung? Yeah. Yeah. Like where it's, it's damaging your lungs so bad. Yeah. There's all this scar Awful. tissue. Yeah. 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 yeah a kid yeah. just died at UW Milwaukee uh, in the last few weeks, and they're blaming it on vaping. Wow. Um, That's and terrible. I don't, I don't know that they can totally figure it out, but it's interesting because all these kids are thinking this is the safe. No, option. it's safer, right? right? Or this is, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna quit smoking and I'm just gonna do vaping or uh-huh. whatever. And I, I, uh, let me see if I can find that tweet well, that he sent though. Because you while guys you're looking for that, I will say Lauren and I have been the lucky recipients of Rob's part-time stay-at-home dad is part-time working because of all the time you've had to re-dig into things. Mm-hmm. Like Rob will tell Lauren <laughs> things to invest in because you're looking into that. Yeah. You have all sorts of fun ideas. I think half the books that Lauren has read in the last two years have been recommendations from oh, you. It's, it's, it's awesome. There's so, we, have, we live in a time, and I tell my kids this, mm-hmm. without being a bulldozer parent, <laughs> which sometimes I am. Yeah. You know, you want, you know, it's like you want, I, I go, listen, I'm giving you every opportunity mm-hmm. to take it by the bull, you know, take the bull by the horns mm-hmm. and go with it. Right. Right. There is so much information. Yeah. Right. It's available to you. Yes. You have the internet. I know. You can follow these amazing people on Twitter. That's why Twitter is so amazing. And I don't Except think. Except for Twitter makes me mad sometimes. Well, you got a lot of jerks on there and you yeah. got a lot of these trolls and they make it ugly, an yeah. ugly place. Right. But what I do is I'll, I'll follow the authors of these great books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll follow scientists. Mm-hmm. I follow uh, sociologists, psychiatrists. Uh, I follow them because they tweet out stuff for free. Yeah. Great information, research that they're doing, their yes. knowledge. It's like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Yep. Right? So is that That's how you find point. your next books too? So a lot like? of times I follow other authors who mention books that inspire them yeah. or books that they're reading. And I'm like, well, I got to check that book out. Or, you know, I'll listen to a podcast. There's a, a great podcast I used to listen to and I still catch it once in a while. It's called Masters in Business. And he always asks at the end, what books are you reading? Yeah. What books do you recommend people read? Yeah. Well, you know, what books have inspired yeah, you? I've, I would listen to a podcast that asks that same question. And it's I've read awesome. books because of that. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Yeah. So he put, this is David Sinclair, the guy, the author. He said, what science says about maximizing life. Eat less often. Oh. Makes sense, right? Avoid sugar, high glucose index foods. Okay. Eat stressed plants. Okay. We mm. just spoke about. Yeah. Yep. Do hip hinge exercises. Pant a few times a week, meaning... Get yep. some exercise. Yes. Get some heavy breathing going. Yeah. Right. Block blue light. 
not sure exactly. Phones and the iPads. Yep, I think that's what it is. Yeah, and you're I was wondering. A digital alarm clock. Ah, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Sleep well. Yeah. You yep. need to sleep. Mm-hmm. Calm your mind. Never lie. Ooh, I Don't like hate. Okay. Hate uh, is a bad emotion. It is so It toxic. ages us. Uh, it's toxic. Yes, absolutely. Have close friends and pets. There it oh is. my gosh, that's a, that's a fantastic list. list, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, we're going to take a picture of that, Rob, and yeah. we'll put that on our yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah I'll send it that. to you. Yeah, so I love that book. So I'm like oh halfway through, so I highly recommend it. Awesome. So great. As always, it's so fun to have you on here yeah, and totally. just to catch up and talk. Yeah, it's and awesome. Such a wealth of information for us. And yeah, thank you. Keep reading good books because then we'll have you on and you can teach us more new cool things. I, I just right. I tell my kids, I tell my friends, I tell my parents. I was like, you know, just because you're getting older, yeah, doesn't mean you have to slow down totally. or put yeah. your slippers on, walk around with the robe. Challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Read a book. I tell my dad, my mom and dad will just sit with the TV. I, know. I come at the house and they got the TV on all day long. They have these two dogs. The TV's on all day long. Why yeah. is the TV on? Oh, the dogs watch the TV. Do the dogs really watch the TV? <laughs> put, really I'm like, dad, stop. Read a book. I know, right. but it's easier. Yeah. It's you know, easier just to turn on the TV. I can fall you know? victim to it too. Yeah. So you have to be intentional. You yes. got to go get the good book. You got to go get the good book. And you know, you get books. There's some books you read and you're not, they're not very good. Yeah. They don't flow well. Right. And yeah. you're like, well, I'm committed because I spent 10 bucks on the thing. Yeah. So you stick it out and you read it anyway. Or sometimes you get like halfway through and then you move on to other books. Like right now I got like four or five books I'm reading. Yeah. Yeah. And I catch this one. I caught fire with this one and I just uh-huh. can't stop reading it. Yeah, you know, right. it's one of those books. Um, so I, you know, and I try to tell my kids that I'm like, read. I know. Well, it's read. never yeah. a waste of time. Never. No. And honestly, our library has, uh, is in part of a big system. You can get tons of books oh, at the library and yep. you're not spending a dime except for if you're like me and you yeah. return two weeks late. But yes. yeah. even that is like, it's still cheaper than <laughs> Yeah, And the library book. will get you the book. If they don't have the book, they'll yeah. get it for you. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, once you get the habit, I, you know, I tell people, once you get in the habit of reading, yeah. It becomes a good habit. It it's becomes true. a habit and you just crave it and you, and you just it. want it. You want to just keep reading and your brain actually changes. They've done studies because there's a great book uh, by Anders Ericsson uh, who wrote about your brain is yeah. malleable. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Even as you get older and your brain starts slowing down, right. get some gray matter, they get some plaques on the gray matter, whatever. But if you continue to read and challenge your brain, your brain is malleable. It will continue to grow and change over time. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I think too, you, we've all heard this before and it's, I know personally it's true for me. I directly reflect what I'm putting in. So if I'm watching sure. Housewives of Beverly Hills and I'm reading some murder mystery novel and I'm, you know, watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians with my daughter, I feel like I am vomiting out <laughs> not great emotions yeah. and sure, my perspective yeah. on yeah. things changes. Yeah. It's just not good. So yeah. when I find myself reading things that are worthwhile, watching great. programming yeah. that's uplifting, yeah. whatever the case may be, yeah. I'm channeling that energy back out. Well, it's true, well. right? That's like time-tested wisdom. It's scripture in the Bible. It's right. like what yeah. you put in your heart comes yeah. out of your mouth. And totally. What you're putting in your yeah. eyes affects your heart, you know? Absolutely. And so it's so, important. And sharing information is is key. So yeah. It's it's awesome. And and I remember, you ever, you, ever listen, you ever like read the writings of people who wrote letters in the late 1800s, no. in the early 1900s? you know, before the, the TV, yeah, they're brilliant. Huh. Their vocabulary is unbelievable yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, back then sense. people read a lot. The people that were uh, literate, yeah. right, they read. Mm-hmm. Yep. They had a very strong vocabulary mm-hmm. and they would write these letters. You read some of these old letters, you're like, whoa. Yeah, the detail. The, voca- the detail, and- the vocabulary, they, it was like an art. Mm. To sit down and write a letter, it was a well-thought-out thing. They... And it has to come from the fact that they spent so much time reading to each other because they didn't have a TV, right? They didn't have that. And just talking. So, yeah, you know, so I find that interesting. And I, you know, I try to, you know, with my kids and everyone's like, I made Leo see he wants that iPad all the time, right? That's the challenge I have. So we drove up north to go visit grandpa and grandma for my, it's deer season. It's the UP holiday. Deer season, Uh by the way. It's UP Christmas. Going deer hunting. So uh, my dad's out the camp. I was like, oh, okay, Leo, we're going to drive up because they want to play poker and they play games and they get steak dinner and all this stuff. So we drove up and Leo's like, Dad, can I take my iPad? I was like, nope, no iPad. Nice. He's like, Love I go, it. take books. I don't want to take books. I'm like, you're taking books. I got them. So I took three books <laughs> Yeah. and he was pouting mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yep. I want my iPad. I'm like, no, we're driving up north. Yeah. 
iPads don't work in UP, just so you know. <laughs> and awesome. next thing you know, he pouted for like five, ten minutes, and I'm driving. It was quiet. I look back, and he's reading the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm like, good job, buddy. I said, I love that you read the book. Keep it up because, you know, we got to yep, sure. push that. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Well, thanks, Rob. Yeah, thank it's you. Awesome, and to it's all awesome. our listeners, thanks for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed this, as we always do with Rob. And um, take a peek at Ragoni Bakery, you guys. It's going to be a great option for your holiday needs. Yes, can't wait to try these cookies. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. Rob, thank you so much for coming. Um, since we recorded it and now this end part, we have both eaten a lot of Christmas cookies and they have been so delicious. Um, so reminder, go to RigoniBakery.com and use promo code WIL for 10% off of your pasties and your Christmas cookies. And friends, find us on Instagram and Facebook. We love your feedback. Um What's it like with Stacy and Emily? And leave us a review. It would be such a huge Christmas miracle to us for you to leave us a review on Instagram or on um, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, wherever it is. Your feedback means a ton to us and it also helps other people find us. So thanks in advance for doing that. And we love you. Have a great rest of your day.